This is INN's new intro music. Yes. Uh, this is INN Inside hey, the Verse Budget Edition. Here we are. Um, we have. Wait, I've got I've I've got an intro for this. Hello and welcome to Inside the Verse Budget Edition. We have no sounds. We have no music. We have no video. But what do we have? We have these guys. Yay! Hi. Yay! We're very excited. So, uh, in case you haven't noticed, there is no intro video this week, because I don't know how to do those yet. And there's no intro music this week, because I don't know how to do those yet. And there's no fancy anything, because I don't know how to do that yet. And we don't really fit in our screens, because I don't know how to do that yet. But we are live, so let me know how we sound. Woo! I've got I'm... a sound effects board, if you want. No, no. I, I do also, so... We are live. We have news. We're here. Welcome to Inside the Verse. Hello, everyone. Uh, so, let's start with... Um, wait, how do we normally start this show? I'm so lost and confused. And we started alone. by talking about a topic. Oh, right. Um, I think I was so busy trying to make this work that I forgot about topics this week. So, let's talk topics. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> actually, it's been a pretty good week. Um, it was yep. already a good week, and it got even better. So, But first, we're going to say hello to Nitro Typat, who is with us today. Hello, Nitro. Hi, Nitro. Hi. How's uh, it going? It's, it's good. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where, where are you from, and what do you do? Uh, I live on the eastern side of the United States. Uh, I got started with Star Citizen uh, probably back around the time that the Hangar module came out. Um, my friend showed it to me and said that it was going to be the coolest thing ever, and I agreed with him. <laughs> and I immediately bought a, a Hornet package that uh, comes in, like, I think an ammo crate box or whatever. Is that one of the items that... I haven't looked in a really long time. Um and uh, and since then, I am now a concierge backer. Nice. Uh, which I never thought I'd do, but I am. And I have a little card to prove it. Um, and uh, I do a show on Saturday mornings on the base. So. Mine's, mine's still in the Ziploc bag that it came in. So is mine. No, no, I mean, like, mine has, it's in that wrapper and a Ziploc oh. bag. Oh, and a Ziploc bag. I felt just the wrapper yeah. was, was appropriate. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what, what do you do on the base? Um, I do a bit of news, and I play a bit of music. Um, just kind of what was going on that uh, in the week, during the week, you know, anything that interests uh, me and the people that are on the show. And, uh, and then we just play whatever music we feel like playing. 
So nice, a lot of fun. It's not all you do. Yeah, is is there something else that you do with with Shiver? Maybe I don't know. Oh, oh, I I won't admit that I kind of forgot for a second, um, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I do postcards uh, from the event horizon with Shiver and and Fizzer occasionally and uh, Nakara Nakara's have been on there a bunch within the last month or two and uh, who else Silence and pr- pretty much everyone from INN so. basically yeah we're crazy like that well welcome to the show Such I'm glad to be is. here we're glad to have you. Uh, let's, let's start off with, uh, <laughs> no, no, our holiday. I do not take my card for walks. It sits up in, in the, uh, the shrine of CIG stuff that I have, like a letter of a replacement card, uh, <laughs> signed by CR. Cherished. Nice. Yes. Dust, dust is a sign of love. <laughs> Dust protects it, you know. <laughs> exactly. So uh, let's start by what happened this week. Because, uh, well, Shiver, do you want to talk a little bit about ATV? Because I know you have a, a massive, massive crush on Frankfurt and everything that they do. I don't blame and, you. And this week was kind of around the verse Frankfurt edition. So it was. Unfortunately, it was also the shortest one. And. Yeah, but it was very cool to see the inside of the office and see the workings going on and things. And I was it, it, just, the layout of it was extremely similar to the UK office, so no surprises there. But each section um, I thought was just busy enough. They filled up the space in an efficient manner, and they're expanding. That was mostly the takeaway at the moment. <laughs> I was actually quite surprised to learn that they were expanding. I had actually heard that previous weeks, um, but uh, the it doesn't really shock me that much. It it sounds like all of the studios are expanding pretty much constantly, which is right. Honestly, no. Except the exception to that is Austin, which seems to be pretty stable now after they reorganized it. Yeah, Austin right. is working well now, which is good. But the others, like LA, is expanding. The UK, it's they, hugely they, expanding. Yeah. So, which is good. Yep. The more people and that new office they have in LA is incredible. Yeah, I really want to see it. And just there's so much room for expansion there too. They don't even ever have to worry about having another space. Yeah, exactly. Uh... Did you forgot to open your butt? I forgot about butt. I forgot my butt. Um... <gasps> uh oh. Shiver, can you please um, apologize well, to Relum for me? I forgot about the butts. Now you're going to have to incur the wrath. Oh, I forgot about butts. Oh, don't worry about it. We'll no, survive. I feel bad. I apologize, base, and anyone from the base, everyone should go check out the base because they are awesome, and I forgot to turn my bot we on love and stream to the base because this is supposed to be on the base, but I forgot my butt. Because I'm bad, and I haven't done this in a long, long time. Uh, I don't actually know where uh, Jake is. He just wasn't available this week, so I'm doing it instead of Jake. But uh, he should be back next week. Things will things will go back to normal. I promise. Did you press record? I did. I'm, I did actually press record. I got that one done. 
I'm, I'm, yeah. So, uh, you know, Grim Hex is coming. Procedural planets are coming. Uh... How damn good does Grim Hex look? My God. Really good. I really enjoy the design of Grim Hex. Yeah. And I love that it's not just some random station they put in there. There's a lot of thought that goes into it. You can see that there's actually a history to the station. Because right. um, it used to be the Green Imperial Station. And now it's Grim Hex. They've like crossed out parts of the word. Yeah, yeah I thought that was yeah. really clever. Uh, just really neat. It's, um, it's a lot of little touches that kind of show you hopefully how many little touches they'll have in the actual game just the little things that make it feel like a verse not just mm -hmm. a whole yeah. bunch of space stations another part Was of it? that is that they they integrated those shops like directly into the hallways so because right. you know like on port Olisar and on our carpet makes sense that they have big like store you know store fronts and everything like that because they're much more um organized and lucrative stores Right. These are just like little backwater like shops where the owner lives in the back, and it's just cool how they just integrated them right into the hallways. It's uh, yeah. There's a lot of little um, thoughts that go into that. Olasar feels a bit more like a mall, and Grim Hex is more like a market kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Which which kind of sounds like wasn't that the uh, the kind of aesthetic that they were going for for Nyx, the kind of yeah. like open market type thing. So. I wouldn't be surprised to learn that it didn't take them very long to build Grimhex because I think they basically took parts of Nyx and repurposed them to build it. Yeah, because they basically when they the last we heard from Nyx was that it was basically done and they were just redoing the lighting. Okay, right. We should probably we should probably mention that Nyx is the wrong word again. We we mean Levski. Levski. Yes, Levski. <laughs> <laughs> so um, <laughs> I want to move us on to. Well, there was an article of some kind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I don't actually think it's out yet. I think you can buy the ebook of it, um, but yeah, it's all over you Reddit can. right now. Um, I was going to say, be honest, we've all read it. PC Games Germany <laughs> is putting out an article about Star Citizen. And first, let's start by talking about the images in it, because there's a gallery of images. Yep. Uh, let's let's uh, they're so this. beautiful. I'm hoping that that link in uh, Twitch chat is the proper one. It does look like it is. Oh. Yeah, wow. so uh, anyone who hasn't seen the images yet, they are in uh, Twitch chat. Check them out because these are some images from the PC Games Germany article about procedural planets and Mark Hamill's beautiful, beautiful face. Like... And actually, I would also like to point out... Um, um, oh, we also see the face of uh, our friend from Game of Thrones there. Um, Liam Cunningham, I think his name is. Devil yes. Seaworth. Is it's the last picture in that gallery? <clears throat> it's this this gallery and another one that uh, Tobitage just linked. Um, showing oh, he, off he like, deleted. yeah, I, I I permitted him. He needs to link it again. Okay, there we go. Oh, um, more, Im more images. Ooh. More images. 
Oh yeah, I saw this one this morning too. These look so good. Like, look at the water, and the horizon, and the the sun, and um, there's there is a bit of a translation of the article. We we don't yet know how accurate is, or even how much of the article is out yet. I think what's out is like three or four preview pages, but I think there's like. 16 pages and i think we can only see a few of them i'm not sure i'm still trying to figure this out it literally just happened like today but from the article it sounds like 2.6 will launch star marine as a separate module just like arena commander so for all those years that i've been telling everyone that star marine is in star citizen already uh, it looks like star Marine's finally going to be in star citizen 2.6 Woohoo! Yeah! David, I'm gonna shoot you in 2.6. No, you're not. I am invincible. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, also, it sounds like, well, we've kind of known this for a while, but 2.7 will bring procedural planets, and you'll be able to travel through the whole Stanton system, and all the planets and moons can be directly approached, and you can land on the surface, and yeah. they all have uh, naturally simulated day and night cycles. And they all revolve around the moons and the suns and everything. And trees and animals are planned. Not in 2.7, apparently. But, like, I just... Yeah, um, this is all... Okay. I really, really wish Jake, is, Jake was here because I, wa I, would, I would love to tell him how wrong he is. Because um, <laughs> he, he was insistent that we weren't going to see procedural generation anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, for actual worlds. I think that's actually now, why he's not here today. <laughs> he knew this was coming. Um, the, uh, I, I think it's amazing. I think this is sort of one of the things we've been waiting for. Uh, it's really good to hear that Microtech and Hurston are coming up in follow-up patches right after. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like fairly quickly they'll be able to complete the sentence, the sentence system. Um, opening up our corp and then Microtech and Hurston. Yep. And, uh, and then those, Levski, get... Levski, Levski will be in that map. You know, it basically migrated its solar systems for a while. <laughs> and, like, part of me feels like once they get Stanton done, and the system's done and all the planets are in, it probably wouldn't be too hard for them to add jump points once jump points are done. Like, Right, because um, well, during, during the Austin around the verse, they, uh, they were talking about the whole moving from server to server technology is being heavily worked on right now. Yeah. Um, it should also start to snowball once they've got more things in game. They've got more materials from which to work, which means they've got less to do for the next planet and so yeah. on and so on and so on. Exactly. It's um it also would mean that it's not one of the the, the only real problem at that point in terms of making the game easily playable is stability. If they can get a stable version of 2.7 going like there'll be so much to do it's almost ridiculous hell you can just take your buggies down to the surface of one of these planets and screw around for hours on end you know yeah <laughs> i mean um, once you give people places to go you they can invent their own gameplay to an extent as well yeah mm -hmm. and well they said that uh with grim hex there'll be an area to what is it bet on races uh, with a tunnel that awesome. the race goes through or whatever. Yeah. Can you imagine like doing that planet side with like gray cats and buggies and, yeah. and dragonflies and stuff? That'd be awesome. Uh, 
I mean, this kind of goes back to what they were talking about, like, for mining, for example, they're not going to be able to have the ships for, like, the mining ships, the Prospector, the Orion ready for mining, but you'll do it by hand, and you'll probably do it by hand on a planet's surface, right? So you'll land in your ship, take a buggy out, go find, mine, come back, ah, ah, Make a little dirt home. Yeah. Um, so, I would just like to mention that um, one of our uh, one of our staff members has given me a good idea on how to uh, how to kill you in Star Marine. Oh, what's that? That's good. Yeah. Well, um, this certain someone suggests that I just take off your helmet and kick you out an airlock. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you missed the part where I said I'm invincible. Ah, I see. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I want to I want to point out one of the images from the first gallery. Um, how amazing does that image with the Gladius flying uh, towards the setting sun look oh, with yes. the moon in the I background? Love that shot. Like, uh, holy crap! Yes. Let me. Let me. Big... I'm gonna do this Go because I can actually do this. I think. Give me one second. Let's put it up. Look at look at that Gladius. I, I know it's not like in the center or anything. It's just there, but at least people can see it. Because look at that. Look at that setting sun and like the moon That's off amazing. in the distance. That's what I mean. And the stars and You don't and see one that. Of the, one of the things they did really nice in this image, and it's something they actually talked about in the fur in the pupil to planet thing is that they, they've put a lot of work into generating the atmosphere correctly yeah. so mm -hmm. that you can actually, so that the light bounces off the atmosphere properly. It's a really hard thing to do. Um, and I'm very impressed with the results. Yeah. They did a great job. Like, that image looks amazing. And one thing I really want to mention that, like, way back when we first saw it, lots of people were saying that the, the faces looked bad. They didn't look natural, yeah. right? Um, they look way better now. Like and in that uncanny valley. They, they were, and and it's true. Like it, they didn't look quite right. But look at this. Look at Mark Hamill in there. Oh, Mark Hamill. Like that is. <laughs> no, it's amazing. And the the other one, the other one of uh, Liam Cunningham, Cunningham's character is fantastic too. And he's not as major yeah. a character as like it's amazing. It's perfect. Um, he's not as major a character as uh, as Mark Hamill is. Um, also, I uh, really love to see the image of the um, the dirt and grime and wear on the weapon. Oh, uh, I was super excited about that shot. So <clears throat> so cool. Yeah. Did you like, see that one, David? Which? Sorry. It's in the same. It's in the same gallery. There's an image of the dirt and grime on one of the weapons. So like oh, the wearing yes. that you see? Yeah, the wear and tear on the weapon. Yeah. Like and also go ahead. We we've been told for a long time that that would happen, but we had no idea how it would happen and seeing it is just superb. And also uh, I'm not really sure what the the two with the triangle and the circle are. So what they're showing is is the lighting in yeah. that scene. And so you can see how the light reflects off of different surfaces and shapes. Um, and the shadows that it casts, that's the idea with that. It's, it's amazing. 
I'm, I'm. So one of the things I've been worried about for a long time about Star Citizen is the performance. And honestly, looking at these screenshots and knowing how big the game <laughs> is going to be, it's still slightly worrying because, oh my God, it's going to be a giant, giant bloody game, right? Um, from yeah. that, from the forest or the forum post that uh, that we got the images from, yeah, uh, they said using a GTX 980, they were getting 45 FPS planet side, and that's, in the game, yeah. and that's without any optimization. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. That's also without anyone else connected to the same place that they're connected to. Yeah. Also true. True. Um, go ahead. With with optimization of both the network and the graphics code. 45 is not a bad start, I think. For something that looks that pretty. And it's on a 980. Not a 980 Ti. Not like that. A 980 not a is... a 1080. A 980 is, what, a few years old now? Yep. About two years old, yeah. I'm, I'm pleasantly, pleasantly surprised by this. Honestly. Um, yeah. I I really it's a good day today. It is. Uh one of the things and I've said this a number of times but July and August like June, July come around and there's not much news because they are holding so much back for things like CitizenCon and Gamescom. And really they have to cuz yes, we all know what's going on and we like following it, but they do have to wow people at some point and they get to do that at Gamescom and CitizenCon. Um, I'm really glad that PC Games has done this and that they were allowed to do this because this kind of, this is, this is building the hype for Gamescom. This is pure hype build, you know? Yep. Oh, it totally is. By the way, um, so the 980 is a good card and everything, but the, I mean, the top end card right now, and it's not ridiculously priced, is the 1080. And, um... To give you an idea, the 980 is running at 45 FPS in that scene. The 1080 is almost twice as fast mm -hmm. as, as that card. So, and, you know, Star Citizen's probably not going to see a full release for quite a while still. The PU. You know, I think we're, I think by that point, the graphics cards that we have will be more than capable. Yeah. Exactly. Uh,. <clears throat> I'm just, you don't forget as well, Star Citizen is quite CPU heavy. Yes. As yeah. well. Don't just go say, you know, oh, you need the best graphics oh, yeah, card yeah. ever, but you're not going to run sure this. You get a, make sure you get an enthusiast class G CPU or you're going to be suffering hard. Yeah, the new Broadwell E line should work really, really well with uh, Star Citizen. The other well, thing is um, AMD's Zen CPUs that are coming out uh, will be. Um, oh, like. Star Citizen is going to be pushing to use every core, everything you have on your computer. Uh, from what we've heard, looks like Zen's going to be 16 cores, so um, should be at least eight cores, probably 16. So it should be lots of power to drive the game as well. I'm staying out of that. Uh... <laughs> no, no, absolutely. I'm just telling people that yeah. there's other we, options coming as well. We hear a lot of things about AMD. Then, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't we'll, get him started. No, I was gonna say I'm I'm personally an AMD person, but since AMD hasn't come out with a processor in a while, I'm kind of <laughs> switching over. 
Oh, I mean, I'm, I like AMD. I've used Intel processors, processors for a while. They're just better. But well, um, yeah. just saying there's another uh, reasonable option coming, too, if people want that. Right. Yeah. Uh, now, given that we've just had a massive drop of absolutely, absolutely beautiful planetary art in Star Citizen, um, I want to take a minute and have... Mr. Nakara talk to us about space because at the end of the day well no here's the thing like Star Citizen is amazing but the thing that makes it most amazing is we've waited so long for a good space game mm -hmm. I mean it's been a long time since we've had a good space game and I think part of the thing that drives all of us to want that is that space is astounding and beautiful and just it's it really is the final frontier and some of the stuff we're doing now like in real life is like Nakara okay go. want me to take it off yeah okay start uh, actually so I'd like you to show them the fourth image first fourth okay number yeah. four um now I wanted to just point this out because I'm not sure if you can see the timestamp on this image, but this image was taken today. Um, oh, hey, I didn't we know have, that. We, ha we, <laughs> we have uh, spacecraft that are constantly monitoring... Lar you know, actually, we actually have one that's constantly mon monitoring the Earth, but this is the Solar, Dynamic, Solar Dynamics Observatory that's constantly monitoring the Sun. So every day you can go on their website and see new images of the Sun. Um, see, so you, you know, you're like, hell, I wonder if there's a solar flare today. You can go look. <laughs> um, we're doing pretty amazing things in space. Um, the, uh, I don't have an image for it, but there actually is now a, another craft that is a climate observer. So it's actually watching the earth and, uh, basically taking long-term images of the surface. But it's far enough away that it can actually get a full globe picture of the Earth um, several times a day. And we actually hadn't had any full globe images of the Earth in, um, in decades. The last ones we got were from Apollo. Um, because nothing was far enough away to actually capture a full picture of the Earth. Um, and now let's, uh, let's take a look at the first image. Number one. So this image is actually of one of Saturn's moons. And very interestingly, also you can see that there's uh, water vapor firing off the surface. It's, uh, these are the geysers on the surface of Enceladus. It's an ice moon, but because it's in orbit around a gas giant, um, all of that ice is constantly moving around, which actually means that because of all that agitation the un under the huge ice crust on the surface there is a liquid ocean underneath this is a place where we might find life and we have Cassini um, constantly taking these beautiful images of the uh, moons around Saturn and Saturn itself um, have a couple more images of Saturn in that, uh, in that folder uh, let's go to the second image and that is actually um, Saturn's rings with two of the, two of its tiny moons. Um, 
there uh, there are tons of them. Like the Saturn has about sixty five, roughly um, moons that we know about, and there's tons of other ones that are little micro moons that are just um, too small around. to even count. Um, the other thing is uh, kind of an interesting point for Star Citizen. Um, asteroid belts, how, they, how they've been shown in science fiction, don't really exist in our solar system anyway. Except in the rings around world, around planets. Um, the rings around planets are by far the closest thing to what you see in science fiction as asteroid belts, where they're all like, you know, there's, there's rocks every hundred feet. You have the to, chances like, of survival through. are one in whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. never tell me the odds. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But, um, so, that's one thing that's going to be interesting in Star Citizen, too, is to see those really dense, um, densely packed asteroid rings around stars, because, uh, or not stars, sorry, around planets. Um, because it should provide some, uh, rather interesting gameplay. Chasing Vanduul. Um, if you want to go to the fifth image there. Five. Oh. So, this is an image of Pluto from New Horizons. Uh, this is as far as we've gone. Um, it's one of the nicest images I've ever seen of another planet. <laughs> um, and this is sort of where we get to the limits of our technology. Uh, one of the very sobering things I learned when, when New Horizons arrived at Pluto is that we are currently unable to send a, a, a craft into orbit around Pluto. Yep. Um, it is simply too far away. The, and that, there's actually a caveat for that. We could do it, but it would, but it would be like a 30-year mission to get there because we'd have to go much slower. The other thing is Pluto is so far away that we actually didn't even know what was around it before when we launched um, the New Horizons mission. They actually found two or three new moons around Pluto while New Horizons was traveling there. So even trying to attempt an orbit would have been very risky because it could have been hit by one of those. Um, but at the end of the day, on a, reasonably on a reasonable length mission, we simply don't have the technology to put something into orbit around something as small as Pluto. So you sort of go, well, wow, we can't, you know, we can do all this amazing stuff, but we have this limit. And um, it's one of the reasons why Star Citizen is so compelling is because you basically remove that limit and you can explore. I think that might be... Um, a like, lot. Pretty much everyone knows that one of the most anticipated occupations in Star Citizen is exploration. Everyone wants to explore. It's why the Carrick is possibly the most popular ship. It's, it's, it seems to be what drives pretty much everyone to love the game and part of me thinks it's exactly because of this like we we look at our own solar system and we kind of have an idea about some of it but you get out to pluto and we don't know yep you know we if you look at the i don't i wish i actually had grabbed that image but the if you look at the image the best image that we had of pluto um before new horizons went there it was like seven pixels yeah from from Hubble, which is designed to look at other stars like millions of light years away, uh, it, it was trying to focus on this little tiny planet on the edge of our solar system. So it got like four or five pixels, and they're like, "Oh, there's Pluto." 
Um, and uh, you want to show the next image in that in that uh, group? Six. So that would be six. Um, no, this six is actually. Work. Oh, six doesn't work. Right. Sorry. Sorry. Seven. I um, think seven was supposed to be a gift, but I don't know how to make gifts work in this. So sorry. It should <laughs> it should work automatically. It it did. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh well. Uh, seven wasn't a gift, but that's it was Sharon. But uh, it's this image right here. Um, I am I okay to link? Yeah, uh, you should be. Cool. Oh, actually, you you are actually displaying it. Never mind. Oh, good. Um. So that's an image of Sh of Sharon, uh, which is the biggest moon of Pluto. The cool thing about this particular image is that uh, we had assumed basically all these worlds were just dead and there is nothing happening um one of the biggest shocks that we've gotten is that we went to these places to pluto and to into sharon and these worlds aren't dead there's a lot of surface features that indicate that they're geologically active recently in the recent past um or and there's also very interesting things happening on the surface especially with pluto they've found um They've found evidence of weather and an atmosphere um, on this little tiny rock. So it gives you this, okay, if there can be an atmosphere and weather patterns and geological activity on this little tiny rock in the edge of the solar system, what's going on on the larger rocky planets? Yeah. And that gift did show up for a moment. Yes, I, I got it. I got it there. It's very Sweet. tiny, though. I don't it's very know, tiny. I don't but... know how to move it or do anything <laughs> to it. <laughs> or make it bigger. I, I, uh, I, yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm good with that. Edit scene um, and then grab the corner and aha, drag it. Aha. There you go. There you go. Um, so this one is actually the most recent one and probably the most interesting. Uh, this is Juno. Juno took this uh, this series of images, which they turned into a, a video, um, of the approach to Pluto, uh, to Pluto to Jupiter. Um, this is the first time we've actually been able to see the orbital mechanics in work of Jupiter and its moons um, in like a video format. Uh, they were so excited about this because they could actually see the orbits happening. That's and, really cool. Uh, it is really cool. Um, and Juno just arrived, so there's a, you know, it's, uh, it's still setting up for its main mission, but we should be getting some amazing images of Jupiter soon. Uh, we haven't had a probe around Jupiter since 2003 when Galileo um, was crashed into Jupiter. For science! For science, yep. We always like to crash things for science. In fact, Juno will be crashed into Jupiter for science as well. Yes. Uh, uh -huh. I, but I just, an interesting part... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, go, go. Some Part of that is actually that, believe it or not, the reason they want to crash it into Jupiter is they don't want to crash it into one of the moons because they do strongly believe that there's the possibility for life around one of Jupiter's moons. Yep. Several of them have water, several or then you have Titan that has a giant methane ocean um, which across its entire surface. Yeah, totally they can. Like, and They get into a bit of a problem if they ever discovered fire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, they would. Uh, Things would get a little toasty. Um, but uh, they really didn't want to contaminate any of those worlds because in the future they want to look for life there because uh, places like Titan might have life. Yeah. I, um, I just... I, 
I want to bring this back to Star Citizen slightly because one of the reasons I wanted you to do this and talk about all this is because this is I you give me all kinds of space news all throughout the week. You show up and you're like, look at this thing that happened. I'm like, oh my God, that thing is amazing. And <laughs> and it truly is. It's truly absolutely amazing the things that we're doing right now, especially with the extremely limited budget that NASA has. I'm pretty sure Star Citizen at this point has more of a budget than NASA. Um, <laughs> we're getting there. <laughs> Well, didn't uh, didn't the guy? I, I forget his name. I know I should know his name, but the guy at the uh, Nvidia press conference when they revealed Pascal, he said that they spent more on developing yes. that GPU than than NASA did sending rockets into space. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's incredibly sad how little money they have and the things that they're able to do. And I just I really think like sitting here removed from it and just watching what they do i'm amazed by the the human exploration that's going on now and i really really think that if star citizen can capture that feeling right if they can capture the feeling of like finding a moon or a planet for the first time and landing on like yeah absolutely one thing i would like to mention is that part of the we've come a long way recently in real world space exploration and um which is amazing as you said because the budget isn't great right now um but we you know last year we had we had uh, new horizons yeah but we also had we also had the dawn spacecraft which had a very interesting um interesting thing that set it apart and kind of ties into star citizen for the longest time we were really like this was sort of cowboy rocketry right you fire something up and it does all these like loop de loops around the solar system and eventually gets where it's going for a very short period of time, takes a bunch of pictures, and it's gone, right? <clears throat> um, Dawn was the first spacecraft we've ever had to enter orbit of one body in the solar system and then leave orbit and enter orbit of another body. Yep. The reason that that was amazing is that you now have a spacecraft that can at will travel between different things in the solar system. It is somewhat limited. It's now stuck at Ceres. They can't go much further. Um, they actually could send it to another one, but they're more interested in the Ceres, frankly. Because it's got those bizarre, like, bright white spots on it. Which are, um, they think, salt deposits? They think, but that also means that there's liquid water there. Yeah, which is, again, so freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, On this I, little I decided to turn basically. this from a Star Citizen uh, podcast to a Science yeah. Awesome podcast. But, but I also I'm, want to I'm just sitting here. I'm like, there. I'm learning things. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Turning that back. There to will Star be a test. Oh uh, damn it! The um, it's it's neat to see how much will there is there for for the community to explore. Um, I want to remind people that this Star Citizen is a very different game than it would have been. Otherwise, mm -hmm. um, the crowdfunding at the end of the crowdfunding campaign, at the end of the Kickstarter, they asked people what they wanted out of a space game. Chris Roberts and their entire company had assumed it would be combat. Yeah. And they would have made a combat game, and it would have been a good combat game. It would have been about fighting in space. But 69% of the people said they wanted to explore. And they went, oh, okay, <laughs> I guess we're going to make a space exploration game with some combat 
<laughs> that's literally what no. changed the game. That's why we're getting. That's why it's taking so long. Because if they just had to make a space combat game, they'd be done already. They, the space combat is mm -hmm. pretty damn good already. Like, yeah, Recommender plays well. Yeah, space yeah. combat. I mean, they got. They've got the game that you know was originally pitched. It's the Yes, it's taking them a long time to make it, but it's taking them a long time to make it because 70% of us wanted something different. We wanted mm -hmm. something more. We wanted to go out and and explore, and we want to relive. Honestly, I think what it is is we want to relive Star Trek rather than yeah. Star Wars because Star Wars is great, but it's about fighting and emotions and rawr whereas star trek is about exploration and humanity and it's it's just about something more and i think that's what what star citizen is trying to to do it's to be science star trek. fiction over the science fantasy yeah mm -hmm. i was uh i was pitching star citizen to a friend of mine and uh i told her that there was going to be exploration and she was like i can have my own enterprise and i was like yeah and she was like, "Okay, I'm buying into this game. This sounds great." Yeah, mm -hmm. that's that's really what. That's it one is. of the. So you, you think of, think of thing features like the large world that we got. So now they can create systems that are where they say five to fifteen astronomical units, which basically means that um, they can create systems that are basically as large as our solar system out to about Saturn or so, um, which, in practical purposes, is just freaking gigantic. Um, you know, you think about in real life, the speeds we can go, it takes us years to get anywhere. So the fact that they can create star systems that large in a game is amazing. Yep. But that is because we asked for it. Like, if they would never have done that if they didn't have to have create a space exploration game. Um, the procedural generation of worlds, the, um, the exploration ships, the dedication to uh, research and exploration and pioneering... Um, endeavor careers the the endeavor the endeavor is a research ship it's a what, research ship what game is like <laughs> here's your research ship <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh i got and, um, too. it's it's the and, prettiest ship and a lot yeah. of even other other smaller ships have have research variants like the reliant for example yeah um you know it's research exploration science is going to be a big thing in Star Citizen because we asked for it, and I think it's pretty damn cool. And I think it ties into the recent... Um, people have been way more excited about space recently in just in the public. Um, I think SpaceX has a lot to do with that. They've been a very good um, help to NASA in terms of PR yeah. for space. Um, and, you know, NASA doesn't have a lot of money. You're right. And they... I give huge respect, huge respect for SpaceX. They recently, a couple months ago, said, we're going to Mars, like in two years, mm -hmm. less than two years, a year and a half. Yeah. We're just going to go to Mars. We don't really care if anyone helps us. We're just going. And then NASA's like, we'll help you. <laughs> we, we really would love to work with you on that. I, I want because, to be one of the cool guys, sure. Well, NASA would just love the opportunity to get some of their shit on Mars. <laughs> right, the yeah. problem is most of their stuff like they're like can we go do this and they they take it to congress and congress are like no you can't do that and spacex is like well we're going to mars try and stop us i think <laughs> i don't know if it's still the case but as i understand it nasa still have to go to the american air force 
for a lot of uh, uh, money because their budget still isn't enough. So if they want to send yeah. something to Mars, they have to be like, so Air Force, you want an air base on Mars? <laughs> <laughs> we'll build you one of those. Yeah. Um, so I, I the, uh, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Finish the up. other cool part of that announcement is, so now SpaceX says every 26 months starting in 2018, which I believe is March 2018, we're going to Mars every 26 months for sending a mission. So, you know, it's space exploration is getting done even without the governments, which I think is awesome because I think the U.S. government would lock it up forever. Yep. We'd have to wait for, like, China or somebody to try and go there. <laughs> Um, yeah, give them twenty years. I uh, I do want to open things up to questions now. We are not going to take a break because we're men. Rar. <laughs> Rar. Uh, you um, went before we started, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Yay! If, you guys, if anyone needs a break, go ahead. But uh, I uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna yeah. open things up to questions. Um, questions, so if, people. Yeah. Throw us your questions. We will answer them. Um, I, I do see a bunch of people talking about how uh, Elite Dangerous is too shallow and doesn't really have any exploration in their exploration. It's just you show up to a planet, and then you show up to another planet, and then you show up to another planet, and they're all basically the same planet. Um, and No Man's Sky is essentially single player. You will basically never, ever meet another player ever. And both those are good points. Um Maybe. We don't know how uh, No Man's Sky is yet. We still have to wait and see. Hopefully, Star Citizen um, will be better. Also, I, I, think, I think we should mention, um, really glad that, that Star Citizen is building its own procedural generation system. Yes. Uh, no, Man, no Man's Sky is apparently in trouble. Oh, wait, really? They, uh, they used uh, an algorithm from some famous sci uh, computer scientist uh, to build their their procedural generation system, um, and he would like some credit for it. <laughs> um, it doesn't sound like it's going to stop it from being released, but it does sound like they're going to have to come up with some sort of licensing arrangement. Which, yeah, uh -huh. if it's his work. Yep, and a lot of things use it, but they use it so blatantly Apparently. and not only, not only that i mean they're, they're not hiding it they actually came out and said this is what we're doing but he's like well if you're doing that can can i get some can money I, from we, it can we can we talk that's actually what he said we, i would like to talk to them <laughs> yeah i mean he should get some money for it it's it's his um, work people deserve to be paid for their work especially scientists because people don't pay them enough uh so let's get to some of the questions Comrade Headclot asks, did you see the translation of the PC Games article? Uh, I saw a basic translation. I'm still looking into finding a more complete one. A full translation. A full translation. Uh, hopefully we can get one of those. Uh, Hellcat1337, do you really think they'll announce Squadron 42 at CitizenCon? Yes. Mm, yes, yes, absolutely. Sorry, I thought you were going to say Gamescom. No, CitizenCon, definitely. Yeah, I very much yeah, think so. Yeah, because they, um, I think they said Tyler's played through because of him doing QA he's played through all the missions for it oh yeah so. yeah they said not to be too too excited about that because you know they right. play it at every state of every yeah. state of uh development but at least all the all the missions are there Done. yeah 
Yeah. And even if the, even if it's not being announced for like this year, they're still going to announce it at CitizenCon. Like this year is right. Squadron Forty Two focused. So, I really hope the rumor that we heard about the Rogue One trailer would be, yeah, yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that would be. So good. what we heard, just a rumor, just pure rumor. So take it with like nine grains of salt. But um, they said that. Uh, they said that, or the rumor that I heard was that uh, there will be a trailer for Squadron 42 attached to Rogue One when it comes out in December. Which would be a great rumor if true, but... Which actually makes sense, not, too, with Mark Do not Mount. hold them to that, but it would be some... No, 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 no. It would be some great cross-promotion, because, you know... Star Mark, Citizen Mark is in the both. Star Wars... Yeah. I mean, Mark, in Mark the Star Hamill Wars is. universe, confirmed. <laughs> I think Mark Hamill's attachment to both projects sort of helps as well. Yeah. Um, and there's actually a few other attachments as well. The uh, oh, oh, what's his name? I uh, used to do concept shifts for them. Um, yeah. No. No. no uh, before that, there's a guy who was doing concept shifts and then stopped doing concept shifts for them because David went Hobbins did, went and did concept shifts for. Oh right. Yeah. Mr. Hobbins. Yeah, yeah. he went and did. He's doing Star uh, Star Wars work. So the Hobbins um, hole. <laughs> Uh, Nulric asks, when do you think VoIP will be launched? I would have thought it would be with Star Marine, but VoIP's not mentioned in the PC Games article. VoIP will be with what used to be called Orgs 2.0. Uh, it's not going to be tied to a patch. It's going to be tied to a complete website overhaul. Overhaul of the chat, the forums, uh, everything. VoIP will be built into that. It's... I hate to say this, but it's kind. It sounds like it's kind of going to be like Battle Log and how all of Battlefield Three and Four stuff was online, and you did it all through a web page. All the VoIP and communication stuff is going to be accessible through the RSI site. So VoIP is more, more but tied you will to the site. Just some people That's are right. You will you will also be able to do all this stuff in the game without yes. leaving the game. Yes, it's it, just okay. you can. You can also do it on the site. You can talk to people in the game, yeah. and you can um, like the communication systems are linked between the actual in-game one and the one on the website, so that they're actually they talk to each other. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it just provides this whole communications platform that allows it. It's way easier to talk to people whether they're in the game or not. Um, so let's go moving on. Next, are you not having a break because you don't know how to make the stream have a break? <laughs> the world may never know. <laughs> I love it. Triangularity oh, asks, uh, will, will it be player-controlled shops like a traveling merchant or such, like was in Star Wars Galaxies? I don't. I think they might have that as a long, long-term plan. They have said they want to have, like, uh, factories eventually owned by players and stuff. But I think that's that's far out, man. That's far out. Um, in terms of player-owned shops, yeah, it'd be a while. In terms of roaming merchants, though, like NPC merchants, absolutely. Oh, yeah. In the full in the full universe, yeah, there'll be guys roaming around. You can go trade with them, no problem. And keep in mind, it does depend on what you're shopping for. Like, there will be player-controlled roaming starfarers selling fuel. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what that uh, is like. Yeah, 
I'm excited yep. for that and repair because there will be player controlled repair people. Yeah. Like Takarosh. Like me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, can I just ta talk about something really quick from the um, from that article? Of course, do it. Um, one of the things they mentioned was actually about subsumption, so it's actually kind of outside the a lot of the other uh, parts of the article. Um, it actually says that NPCs in Star Citizen will have a, hobbies and a virtual mind, allowing them to remember the player or be influenced by, in his opinions by the player. Um, to avoid performance issues, they will control the update cycles based on the player's proximity to the character. But this actually ties in with a lot of the other things we already knew about NPCs, about how they'll have their own life. So, you know, you, you have a pirate who goes off and he pirates and then he comes back and he sits in the bar and he goes to bed and, you know, he gets up and he goes and pirates again. Um, those kind of... Those kind of like life cycles for NPCs and their and daytime cycles, and then you know adding on this virtual mind, um, it will all make the universe very dynamic and pretty amazing. I think, mm -hmm. especially with twenty million of them. <laughs> uh, so, Tlu three thousand five asks a question, and just before I ask his question, uh, at the very beginning of this uh, podcast, I put up a thing. I'm going to put it up now again because Tilu made it, and a million thanks to Tilu for making it because it looks amazing. I mean, it is actually now my wallpaper at home. Uh, if someone else wanted that, that was watching that stream at home, could they get it somehow? I believe they could. Uh, uh, Mr. Nakara, did we put that on our wallpapers section yet? Not yet, but it will be there. It will, oh, it it will be going awesome. up onto our wallpapers section. Yes, I'll put it up I, today. I think it's absolutely beautiful. Um, is it 21 by 9 or just 16 by 9? I think it's 16 9. I don't know. Yes. I don't. You're just going to have to have some black space on your, de your desktop. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. It, it actually <laughs> almost makes me cry a little bit looking at it. It's anyway. It's um, going to be. And, uh, someday we're actually going to. We're going to see that exact scene. Yeah. So we need to recreate that exact scene in the game. Th thank you very much for that, Tilu. Uh, now, on to Tilu's question. Uh, what are the four things that get deployed when you turn the weapon system off on the Constellation? I have no idea. I'm sorry. I have no clue. Uh, is there uh, some backup for this? Like, some context for this question? Nope. I have no idea, though. Uh... So, moving on, Tarkarosh asks, what's your opinion of the statement at BritCon, uh, Con, I guess, or what was it called? BritCon? BritizenCon. Con. Yeah. That the Banu Merchantman is being looked at by Foundry42 UK. Uh, my opinion is that that means it's going to grow three times in size. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Yep. Uh, honestly... Most things, I think, end up getting looked at by Foundry42 UK. They kind of have become the ship guys. And especially since they're doing Squadron 42, if it's at all needed for that, even ancillary-like, then they're looking at it. They're also probably looking at a lot of layouts, because I think they're doing lots of the layouts for lots of the areas and stuff. Like, I, I think the thing to remember is it's not like one studio does one thing and one thing only. They do kind of hand things around as it's needed for other uh, 
I think I and I think they're trying to keep it so like certain studios are certain companies in game. If right. that makes sense. So yeah, if, yeah. in theory, if uh, Foundry UK gets the Merchantman, in theory, they should get the rest of the uh, Banu fleet. Or right. uh, maybe if it's just going to be used as the um, uh, reference material, reference model, then it just gets handed over at least. So, so our holiday uh, has a question that I'm going to throw to Nakara here, because a while ago he posted a link about some... Uh, companies that are competing for asteroid mining uh exactly how awesome is it that multiple companies are competing to be the first commercial asteroid miners oh it's amazing um it's uh i've been following roughly the planetary resources uh company for a while they um they had a bit of a tragedy when uh one of their one of their first satellites was actually lost in one of the explosions. Um, I can't remember if it was the SpaceX one or the ULA one. There were two in like a couple weeks last yeah. year. Um, but they lost their first satellite. But they're uh, they're a really interesting company. They're going to actually start with um, with building their business so that they can serve customers on Earth. They're going to create these uh, these satellites that can map the surface of the earth and, and give information to um, people like farmers, for example, about their crops from orbit. <laughs> um, Good idea. And they're going to tra transition. And one of, the, one of the reasons they're doing that is that it will be, um, they'll be figuring out ways to do materials analysis from space. You can actually find out what that thing you're looking at is. It's very important because if you want to be able to find out what that asteroid is made of without actually having to dig into it, if you can just look at it and know what it's made out of, you're doing really good. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're, it's amazing. It's going, it's going to happen. It's going to happen fairly soon, um, you know, as space things go. They're going to start with, uh, with mining um, ice, actually, off of asteroids. And the reason for that is if you mine ice first, first of all, it's really easy to get out. Secondly, you can make fuel out of it. You can make fuel out of water. Yep. Which, you know, if you can generate fuel in space, you can refuel spacecraft, which means that you can explore more, more of the solar system. So I, I want to quickly, uh, I'm scrolling through all the questions because we've actually got quite a lot. Uh, I see that Nixt uh, mentions a good point. Uh, all the best to Gurmuk because Gurmuk has left. Uh, yes. Gurmuk, Gurmuk has left CIG. Uh, all the best in to him in all his his future endeavors because he did a phenomenal job on all the work that he's done while he was there. So he's an amazing artist. I actually think we'll probably see him again. Um, he's going to be doing freelance work, and I can't see them not, not tagging yeah. him for for things in the future. Yeah. Um, but he's good enough to do Hollywood work, and that is where the money is. Yep. So all the it's best good for him. The other thing is, the other thing is, he got really sick this year. Yeah, and he he's getting married, and I think Star Citizen requires an enormous time commitment. And I think that he's in a spot where he wants to spend more time with his wife, mm -hmm. or soon to be wife. Yeah. And congratulations, by the way, Germak, um, in yeah. advance. While we're on this topic, though, I would also like to say, um, Ben, I hope you are doing good yes. in the hospital. 
Uh, he tweeted earlier soon. that uh, they are taking him off of antibiotics yes. and that if his numbers are good tomorrow, then he can go home. Which is awesome. the best news because awesome. we're all we're all rooting for Ben. Yep. Yep. Ben, uh, come home soon. We miss you on our TV. Yep. And uh, uh, TT yeah. Amarind, what are your expectations on future AI? How future? I mean, I'm, I'm expecting Skynet, these huge cyborgs <laughs> with red eyes to just annihilate the human race and for us to just be pockets of resistance spread out across a nuclear wasteland one day. Uh, okay. I saw, a dra- I saw a, a dramatic recreation of it once. I see. Uh, Versalife333, chances of a new Squadron 42 trailer or character spotlight at Gamescom? Zero. Personally, Do I, I think... don't think they're gonna. I think they're gonna completely ignore Squadron Forty Two at Gamescom so that they can focus on it at CitizenCon. I agree. Gamescom. Ah, do you think though? Maybe because there's uh, an Idris Bridge theme going on with Gamescom, which is pretty cool. Do you think they might at least maybe have an updated Morrow tour or just something showing off the Idris? I That's possible. Maybe. But I, th- I think the focus is going to be off of. That I think the stuff that you saw in that magazine article, I think that's what they're going to be showing. So, uh, Mr. Underscore Attack Underscore Man says, Why do you keep hyping speculation and building expectation when even the CIG devs are telling you to dial it back? Because uh, what fun is dialing back? Well, first of all, in what way are we? I, I don't think anything we said is unreasonable. No. I I think we uh, have historically been pretty accurate in all of the hype that we build. And also, we're fans. It's not like we get paid to do this. It's not like we're part of CIG. We're doing this because we love it and because we love the game. We don't get paid. We barely make enough money to run the INN servers because so many thousands of people apparently depend on <laughs> on our uh, transcripts. Which, by the way, in case you read our transcripts, you should really watch CIG's live videos because they are better sources of information than our transcripts. Quite frankly. So, no, I don't, I don't think we're hyping too much. I don't think CIG are telling us to dial it back. Uh, we don't really talk with CIG too much. We just do what we love because we love it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I would like to know what we said that was overly hypey. I, we were just mostly talking about the stuff that was in the magazine article. Uh, Hellcat, um, Hellcat1337 asks two questions. One, do you think they'll have cookies in the Persistent Universe? And two, yes. yes. <laughs> On a scale of 0 to 10, how much Rule 34 content do you expect when the mod tools are launched down the road? 19. Um, I, the, the first question 34. I already answered. I said yes, but only white chocolate macadamia. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Why, why, that, why that cookie? Uh, I don't know. It's the best kind. Well, I mean, it's not the best kind, but it's a really good cookie. Okay. Uh, confused. We're going... We're, Confused asks, will there be single-seat <laughs> fighters with wheelchair access? Uh, there should be. I don't know if there will be wheelchairs in the game, honestly, because of the cybernetics. Dang it! <laughs> well, because of the cybernetics and, like, just replacing... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, There's totally going to be... 
there's totally going to be characters that have both their legs blown off and they have like cybernetic lower half of their body. Right. I mean, in that far into the future, it, it makes sense of like, there's probably vaccines for most diseases or at least genetic modification to be able to not even be born with any diseases at all. Yeah. So, um, that to see a, um, the, the only time you probably see a character in a wheelchair is maybe like an old war vet that got both of his legs blown off and couldn't afford cybernetic replacements. So he kind of just dealt with being in a chair. So, uh, members of our transcript team are giving themselves shout outs in the Twitch comments right now. So <laughs> I would actually like to take a, a minute to, uh, thank uh -huh. Sunjammer, Nyx, Stormy, Desmarius, uh, Canadian Syrup, uh, Shiver, Nakara, Stormy, Eris. Er no, not me. Um, Eris. Basically, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I recommend I mean, everyone. Forget. I recommend everyone try transcribing someday. I don't know things. <laughs> no, no. Here's the Eris thing. Eris and I'm Nakara are the ones that started it, though. Do you remember? Uh, hey. Hey, Nakara, do you remember doing everything just us two? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I told her. There was a time in which the uh, basically between me and David, we did almost everything that showed up on the site. Yeah. And I, one of the things that I really thank Canadian Syrup for is he really improved our timelines. Um, most of our transcripts with his team get done in an hour or two, as opposed to my four to six hours to try and do the whole thing myself. <laughs> It, it it did used to be people asking us when the transcripts were going to be done, and now people ask when the transcripts are going to be done as a joke because they're done already. Yep. Essentially. Um, yeah. <laughs> and also a, a <laughs> shout-out to that Nitro Typhac guy because he's pretty cool. Hey, you want to do a show good. together sometime? <laughs> Dude, that would be awesome. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Are you, yeah, are we, you good at improv? We should take over uh, I, this place when they all go away to CitizenCon, you know. Oh, yeah, you do have, like a mystery science theater type thing. You could yeah, something in, very laid down on the down low, casual laid back, and very sane. Yeah. Our usual Inside, thing, yeah. very sober. Very sane, yeah. Hmm. Inside the event horizon. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tilu has posted uh, two images... <laughs> Uh, explaining uh, his question in an Imgur gallery, and honestly, I don't, I still don't understand. Okay, uh, if, if anyone look can look at those and understand what is going away, uh, let him know, because I, uh, here's a little secret. I am possibly the <gasps> worst flyer ever, and I just don't play the game, because it's only flying right now, and only combat, and I just don't do combat. I it's don't... not the uh, Constellations flight pylons, is it? Maybe? I don't know. Oh, I see, I see. Um, oh, no, they, they stay deployed. Okay, I cannot see what's going away between those two images. It might be missile pylons that pop out. But the missile pylons are out in both pictures. I yeah, but tell. why would... Why would things pop out when you turn the weapons... Off. Well, it because must if be the weapons bug, are surely. off, if their weapons are off, the missile pylons would would like close. They retract. Would they would, they would, they would, they would retract. retract? If the weapons they? are off, mm -hmm. maybe it's the ship equivalent of going, "Don't shoot me." 
Okay, I think <laughs> he's just pranking us and being like, there's something different in this image, and there actually isn't. <laughs> Uh, my, uh... I, I think it's probably just missile pylons that pop in and out when the weapon system is turned on. That's that's okay, my guess. That, those pictures don't show that, though. I the don't missile know pylons show. are out of both pictures. Who knows? Tilo, we don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, apparently they pop out when the... Uh, they pop out when the weapon system is turned off. These things pop out when you turn weapons off. Well, I don't... I, well, I, I have no idea why. The Connie is uh, in my top five least favorite <laughs> ships, so... Turn the weapons off and the white flags stick out of the pylons. I think, I think the Connie is, like, number three <laughs> or number five in my least favorite... I can't remember. My list gets... Well, it's number one. If, if it's, is it still the Hornet? No, number one is the Redeemer. Yeah, okay. Uh, um, three and five so... are either the Connie or the Hornet, respectively. The uh, do we have any more questions right now? We no, should have that, more questions. We have no questions? more questions right now. The questions have stopped. Um, there any was questions. Yeah, we we should get some more questions. Oh wait, uh, Praetor Meyer says, should we have the following choice in the persistent universe: boxers or briefs? Uh, everyone knows that boxer briefs are the superior answer. So yes. no. Yes, they are. Yep. This, that's. Sorry. It's gotta be it's gotta be boxer wrong. briefs. It's gotta be boxer briefs. Yep. Uh yeah, I don't know. I'm at this point I have the strange feeling that um what's it called? Uh what's what's it called? Two point five is probably out to the Evocati right now. But I don't know. I have no confirmation on that. I just, I feel like it's probably at the Avocati right now. And I feel like it might make it to PTU next week just by how they've been saying that there have been so few issues with 2.5. Um, yeah, during uh, during RTV, um, Zyler was talking about how the process goes. And it, it felt like he almost slipped and said that it was at Evercati right now. Yeah. And then he corrected himself and said when it goes to Evercati. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not confirmation or anything. It's just... No, no. It's, it's going to be... If it's not there yet, it's going to be there real soon. Yeah. Right. It, like it Monday. It sounds like the, the stability with 2.5 is really, really good. So I don't think it'll be long before we see it in PTU. I don't think we're going to see it live this month. But I'm pretty sure it'll hit PTU this month. No, no, we only have nine days. Yeah, I think, <coughs> eight I days think, actually. I think PTU this month. Um, or not not PTU. Uh, uh, no, Evocati. No, yeah. I think it'll. I think it's going to make it to the the PTU. Yes. Yeah? yeah, I think it'll make small numbered PTU. Even even if they're not in Evocati yet. I think it'll make it. Yeah, I okay. don't think I don't think they've gotten uh, many stability problems to work with on two point five. Uh, 2.5 is probably not going to be anything massively huge, like the first part of um, making it all on. Uh, well, yeah, but it's... You know what's going to be a bit of a fixing, patch, basically. Uh, 2.7 is going to take forever to yes. get stable. Mm -hmm. 2.7 is going to be a long while, but it's going to be worth it. 2.7 is going to be... It's going to be 2.0 all over yeah. again. Yep, yeah. exactly. And it's one of those patches that every, either everything will work okay... 
or it's going to be they start working in it in it on in like October and they finish it in December. <laughs> so, you know, by the, the way, by the way, I've been told by a certain staff member of ours that ladies do not wear boxers or briefs, so there needs to be another option. They actually should. Well, they need to wear something. That's just disgusting. <laughs> Uh, given that we might be getting Procedural Planets 2.7, which could be, for argument's sake, October onwards, um, that what do you think that means they'll be giving us after that, like around the New Year, Christmas time? Because they always like to drop something massively game-changing around that time, and if Procedural Planets isn't it... Honestly, I think honestly, I I think it's gonna end up just the way that things go for CIG because they never go correctly. Um, I think it's gonna end up being two point seven. I, I, I think, think it's, it's gonna, gonna be Squadron forty two to be honest. I think it's gonna I think two point seven is gonna need a lot of love in the PTU before it gets pushed alive. Yeah, it will. But I think we're gonna. I still I still hold out hope for Squadron forty two this year. <laughs> <Confused>. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so our holiday, <laughs> our holiday asks, this show has gone very smoothly and has been enjoyable and informative. Who are you? What have you done with the real INN? We're not really sure who we I'm are here. or what, where INN is, but it's, I don't know. They're all flowers in disguise. I'm just going with it. Uh, I guess this is just what happens when I run the show. Yeah. Super uh, handcuffed my de- uh, my hands to the desk, so I yeah. really had no choice. TT uh, Amarin, <laughs> uh, do you expect Star Citizen will be popular on Twitch on release? Yeah, yes. actually, I, I yeah I expect that when Star Citizen releases and people there's an actual game to play and you can follow someone exploring and finding new things exactly. and you can be along for that ride. I expect yep. Star Citizen will be very popular, and I expect the people that have been streaming Star Citizen forever, uh, Bad News Baron, Board Gamer, all those uh, uh, Greyhead, Greyhead, does Greyheaded stream as well? I know he YouTubes. I think he streams now. He does uh, stream so, stuff. Yeah. Astropub, like all these guys, I think, I think that they will do very well once Star Citizen is out. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be a um, good, good Twitch market. I think that the I think that that is actually the reason why even if it's not the best game I, I think it's the reason why uh, No Man's Sky will probably do pretty well on Twitch yep. for the same reason you can watch the person explore. Yeah. Um. But I I definitely think you on release you're going to be seeing those titles on Twitch. Uh, come watch me explore the universe kind yep. of thing. Right. <clears throat> I wonder if anybody will come watch me fix ships if I stream. Uh, Probably. No. Just fix ships uh, all day. Hellcat asks, did you press record? Yes. I did. Uh, Desmarius says, uh, GHG does stream. So there you go. GHG does stream. Uh, Bumble asks, without a question, um, why is that guy wearing a tie? Is it a nerd shtick? Yes. Where is your nerd stick? Uh, I don't know. It's probably being some nerd or something. Uh, bow ties are cool. Bow ties are cool. Yep. Have you never wanted to dress up and be classy in front of anyone? Look good? No. <laughs> oh, Shiver's my. wearing his best. Have you? No. 
Masticated Biscuit asks, any thoughts on what the flight hangar ready price of the Caterpillar and Herald will be? Um, Probably around 300 maybe. What was the Caterpillar? No, the, like the Caterpillar was just sold with the Dragonfly yeah. at what? Sorry, what, what was this question? I uh, totally what, missed What will the hangar and flight ready prices of the Caterpillar and Herald be? A Caterpillar would probably be, it was 250 originally, right? Is that correct? Don't or do I have remember. to look this up? I don't remember, to be honest. Okay, I will I, go look I it think, up. I think the Caterpillar might get expanded, might go up by like maybe $20. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that the Herald will increase in price. It might go up 10 bucks. Even then, I'm not sure. I don't, like, they haven't added much to the Herald size wise, so I don't know. Is there yeah. not still um, a price up, though, when it goes from hangar to flight or is it just concept to hangar not always uh, there, you should, think, there, yeah. there is sometimes it depends sometimes well, the only $5... ship that's done that is i was gonna say the only ship that's done that is the starfare right so far well the only one that's had a major bump has been the starfare uh others have had minor bumps like we've seen a five dollar increase a few times but even then it's not every ship that gets the bump did the sean scout not get quite a bump I think it might have. I don't know. Mm, and there's so maybe. Many ships. I think it's. I think it's always been 150. Uh, Tilu asks, uh, "Do you guys watch that new sci-fi sci TV series named Killjoys? How cool would it be to have a ship AI like Lucy?" I don't have time for TV. <laughs> His life is way too busy for that. Um, so I just wanted to mention that they, uh, so the Caterpillar's original price looks like it was $245, at least, <clears throat> like, in more recent sales. Right. Um, I could see it going to, like, 260 Yeah. Apparently, Confused um, says that the Scout was 150 and it's now 170 There you go. Oh. So, I could see, which is actually kind of curious, because apparently they took a bunch of the weapons off, but... Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will um, say that recently we've had a number of really good sci-fi shows starting to come out from what I've heard. Killjoys, Dark Matter, The Expanse, stuff like that. Yep. Um, uh, what's his name? <coughs> Luc, Luc Besson is working on a new sci-fi movie. Uh, he's He did um, The Fifth Element. Oh, uh, okay. We're going to watch and that. And Lucy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I need to I need to mention something. And can I mention something? Okay. No, go ahead. Go uh, ahead. I'll I'll, just, I'll come in after. I'll come in and, after you. And all of the the new like sci-fi games that have been announced. Like everything Star Citizen happened in 2012 and since then space has come back in a big way. Like in, in a real life big and way. Well, in real life and big. in uh, in <laughs> entertainment. Space is really space big. Is big. So, Star Trek came out yeah, this week, Star Trek is freaking awesome. Go watch it; it's really good. Um, good. It's my it's my favorite of the new Star Trek movies, and probably my first or second favorite Star Trek movie so far. Really, um, really yeah. like it. It's a little silly in parts, but it totally fits, and uh, it's more Trekky than previous ones. Um, and uh, there's a fairly emotional sign-off at the end of it because of 
things that have happened recently. <clears throat> uh, so here's another question from Bumble underscore underscore. Do you think actual gameplay will resemble the stills shown on Reddit today? Yeah. What stills are those? The the uh, the Imgur images from the PC games. Oh, from article. two point seven. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that's actual gameplay. Yep. It is. They were saying. If you uh, look at the translation of that German article, they were saying that that's like they were playing the game, and that's what they got from playing the game. And those uh, right. images were taken with a 980, not a 980 Ti, a 980. So, yeah, I think that that very much represents what the game will look like in game when we get our hands on it. Uh, it doesn't look like that right now because we're still at 2.4. We're there's stuff that they haven't fit in to the playable build like graphics improvements like anti-aliasing like there's there's all kinds of things that they just don't include with what we get yet because it's not needed and at 2.7 that stuff's going to start being included anyway anti-aliasing tends not to be included in games more like i'm talking about most most games shiver Uh uh-oh uh-oh damn it shiver camera turned off we we, do, we don't like to lose people. Oh. It's not good. Welcome um, back, Shiver. Thank you. Welcome back, Shiver. Uh, things like anti- anti-aliasing tend not to be added to games until the very, very end. Yeah. Um, they tend to be tacked on in the last six months of development. Uh, all those graphic settings. That's why you actually occasionally will like, we'll see a game come out without any graphic settings. And then, like, a month later, they'll add them all in. <laughs> Doom. Um, <clears throat> so, Bumble Bumble asks at what FPS. I wonder. Actually, they said in the article that it was at forty five FPS for that stuff on the nine eighty, and that's without any Planet optimization. Side. Planet, Planet side forty five oh, FPS, Planet no side. optimization. Uh, Herman Easy uh, asks. Okay, with all these new images, tell me what do you guys think about atmospheric flight and how will it work in the game? Uh, the only thing that we have right now for atmospheric flight is actually a quote from that article where they apparently say that approaching the planet looks and technically feels better than with Elite Dangerous. That's good. So now, um, what are the, it, what are the pro- go ahead. I was going to say, explain that to me uh, as a person that doesn't play Elite or has never played Elite. It will feel good. There you uh, go. Okay. You'll note, you uh-huh. should notice a change from a nice, easy, if you're in a single fighter craft, quick and easy response to a bit of a tougher fighting the atmosphere flight. It should okay. feel like you are in an atmosphere rather than just floating. I might in space. actually like that more. That's um, that's actually one of the things that you might not see that right away. Um, mm, that right. is uh, that is something I think they will have eventually, but the actual the actual physics of wind and uh, entry into an atmosphere and atmospheric uh, pressure and all that, I think you might see that a little later. But um, it's going to be interesting. People are going to flip out. They'll be flying through space. They know how to fly. No problem. They enter an atmosphere and it's all different. (laughs) You have lift all of a sudden. It's going to be good. Definitely. Um. Um... yeah, uh, let's get one more question and then we're going to wrap up for the day. If we get All right, another question. Good. Can I mention something really quick about those images? Of course. 
I was really impressed also. I mean, it seems like a little thing, but one of the images showed shows them actually landed on a slope and nothing is clipping. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to mention is they actually showed the inside of a gun and how the actual the actual mechanisms for firing the gun work uh, in the game. It just doesn't fire by magic. It actually happens. Yeah. <laughs> Which is it's like pretty amazing. I think the only other game that I can really think went into that much detail is actually Killing Floor 2. And they went into that much detail because when it goes into slow motion in, in Killing Floor, you need to be able to see the like all of the actions of the gun because it's in slow motion. Star Citizen isn't going to go into slow motion, but they're still including all of this, like all the internal mechanisms and everything. It's ins It boggles the mind. I love it. Uh, so, the last question of the day from Dinastrim, chocolate or <laughs> vanilla? Vanilla. Let's, let's, no, vanilla. we have to, okay, shiver. Vanilla. Vanilla. Vanilla is unanimously confirmed to be And there you have it, folks. And there you I have it. I is vanilla. <laughs> and on that <laughs> bombshell. No, no one, Top Gear? No. Oh. Hey, I. No. It took I thought me a they cancelled that, I didn't the they? Who watches Top Gear anymore? <laughs> <laughs> okay, on a, as we're going out here. Yep. Uh, David. Yeah. See if you can see if you can throw up that GIF of series since the uh, other one worked. Which which one's that? Oh crap! The second last one. One so. second. One second. Uh, this one. Let's see if it works. I will try. Spinning oh. World. Ah, cat Team Mystic. No, I don't. I don't have a direct link to it. Okay. For some reason. Uh, Pokemon Team Mystic. Uh, I haven't got far enough to choose a team yet. Uh, and Dinastrum is completely correct. Screw the not new Top Gear Grand Tour for the win. It's all about the Grand Tour. I really hope that it's good. Uh. So, uh, with that, thank you all for joining us. This has been Inside the Verse, budget edition. Uh, hope you enjoyed it, and uh, come back next week for more of these shenanigans. Uh, thanks one again, go once again to uh, Tilu for this amazing image. And on that, we shall leave you. Good night, everyone. Bye, guys. Toodles. Oh, hey. and Nitro, thank you for being on. Oh, no Thanks, problem. Nitro. It's been a pleasure. It has. I would, do, I would do base time, but we're not on the base. So I'm actually just in the stream <laughs> going a bit with this image up so that we can continue talking over it because uh, I felt like it. Bye, everyone. Do we talk about what we normally talk about? Do we turn back into lizards? Yes. It's time to remove our human masks and turn oh, back I, into the lizard people that we are. I hate wearing these masks. They're, they suck so much. <laughs> Cass just hit me over the head with a guitar. Like, the gel stuff that we use it to stick to our skin, like, man, that stuff gets everywhere. And it smells. Like, yeah, it, it smells really bad. I know. And, and like, you're, you're applying it, and you accidentally get some in your mouth, and you just gag for an hour. It's, mm -hmm. it's not pleasant. That wasn't... No, I'm leaving it. It's fine. Good, 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 goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.